Greg Guyatt, thanks for being here. Good morning, Jay. Good to be here. Great it's, to meet you today. It's nice to meet you as well. Um, uh, and I like the green wall. <laughs> well, you know, this is actually our boardroom. And uh, so we've got our logos uh, fully displayed, making sure everyone remembers and, uh, and, and has those top of mind with everything that we do, because, you know, brands are so important in this industry. And, uh, you know, we need our employees, board members, stakeholders thinking, live in synergy all the time. So we're, we're really excited to be back in the market. You probably saw our press release uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, huge milestone. And we're just absolutely thrilled to be back with Live and Synergy. Well, it's, it's, it's um, I, I guess, let me, let me start there. Like, what have you, what are you thinking about the past 18 months? What, what has changed at CanTrust? And then we'll get into sort of the sector stuff as well. Yeah, well, that, that's a pretty big question. Um, I'm just opening so, the door. So first oh, yeah. of all, you know, the last 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try not to talk for too long. I mean, I've talked about the last 18 months for, for hours on end here. Uh, but, but really, you know, the last 18 months, there, it was a real opportunity to hit the reset button. And it's not something that anybody would have chosen to do, obviously. However, it was also a chance to not just fix the, the issues that we had 18 months ago, but also really take this shutdown uh, as an opportunity to look at all aspects of our business, uh, you know, whether that's our brands, uh, looking at customer segmentation, uh, looking at how we operate the business, you know, how we grow the supply chain, which as everyone in this industry knows is way more complex than it needs to be. And so this shutdown was really an opportunity to look at all those things and figure out how do we run this business effectively, meet the needs of our patients and customers, and um, uh, you know, fix some of the issues that we had before where many of our peers, I think, would love to have an opportunity to hit the reset button. But you know, when you're running a business, it's difficult to do all of that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, so th that actually lends itself to the idea that obviously there's been this 18-month period yeah. like what do you think in the sector has changed sort of big picture like what have you guys yeah. been observing as you've been doing the, the work sort of internal work yeah. at can trust what have you been observing about sort of the external stuff yeah i mean the sector has obviously moved on in the last 18 months as well um you know there's more participants uh, there's more products it's more competitive customer needs and uh, sort of customer preferences are evolving as customers both get more educated, more new customers come to the sector. Uh, and also just those, uh, you know, the, the, their needs and what they're looking for has changed. So, uh, you know, when, when we look at the industry, there's price compression, um, there's, uh, it's difficult to differentiate yourself. Uh, however, you know, we take a really focused approach with how we look at uh, dealing with that. You know, we've made the decision that, you know, it's simply not possible to be all things to all people. Uh, so for us, it's about focusing on, you know, our live and synergy customers, which, which are very specific categories for us. Uh, and we look at other product categories, things like shatters and concentrates and things like that really cool products, but really we don't think that's an area where we can win. So we're happy to say, okay, you know what? We're not gonna focus on some of those types of products. We're really just gonna zero in on the live customer, the synergy customer, and be really focused with our product offerings to tackle. Um, you know, pricing is obviously something that we need to be, uh, be cognizant of. Uh, we've seen prices come down. We've seen the advent of this discount category, which is, which is a significant category as well. Um, we actually think that, you know, when we initially priced our products 18 months ago, uh, we actually priced what we thought was a very fair, uh, 
fair offering and the price to value equation at that time. Uh, and we don't think life for us has really moved on, moved on that much. We think that uh, you know a lot of products in the market then were actually overpriced. We went in with a fair price and now we think everybody's sort of more equalized and we think we're positioned appropriately uh, based on the way the market dynamics are today. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this since we knew we were gonna have you on and uh, I like to say that I'm working on new material. So so, okay. so hang with yeah. me for a second. Um, sure. there, there's, uh, you know, there's business books written uh, ad infinitum that, that are about first mover advantage in any, any sort of industry, right? And, and, yeah. and certainly, certainly CanTrust 1.0 was part of the first mover advantage. But, but then we've talked a lot about in cannabis sort of, uh, not just cannabis 2.0, but actually sort of business entrance 2.0, having learned yeah. from you know, the 18 months past, like does CanTrust have an uh, unforeseen and certainly unplanned uh, scenario where you were part of uh, sort of first mover, but also second mover because you've had the, the sort of pause and reset. No, this is a great question, Jay. I mean, May, I'll, I'll just answer or I'll comment on one of the first things you said was about business theory, business books, and uh, first mover, second mover. I mean, let's not forget that the cannabis industry is a consumer packaged goods industry like any other. Uh, yes, it's regulated and it's a unique product offering, but the rules of business still apply. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, some, some, some of my peers and uh, industry participants might have lost sight of that. Uh, historically, I think the, the, the business is catching up to the business realities uh, that, um, you know, we, as a consumer packaged goods company, you have to be focused on who's your customer. You need to surprise and delight that customer uh, and ultimately uh, you need to make money um, so uh, you know if you're making 25 cents for every dollar of product that you sell you know 25 cents isn't enough to cover the fixed overhead that's inherent in this business focus on profitability uh, has to be paramount you know 18 months ago when we were operating we were doing 40 plus percent gross margins time uh you know with price compression uh yes the the top line is uh, is under pressure however through the reset we think we've we've also been able to look at our cost structure and uh, and rationalize that quite significantly so, you know, profit margins um however to answer your question uh about uh, first mover second mover i mean being first mover in a cpg business is it's nice but it's not the recipe for success i mean ultimately the company that's going to be successful is the one that best understands its customers and is able to and surprise and delight that customer uh, every time they open the product. So for us, we like to think that we've learned from the last uh, 18 months of the industry as to what's worked and what hasn't worked uh, and apply those learnings to how we're, how we're relaunching the business today. Uh, so with Live and Synergy being back in the market, uh, you know, we're starting slow, uh, starting with three provinces, Ontario, Alberta, and British Columbia, and a relatively small number of SKUs. I think we've learned that if you go out with 100 SKUs, it, it, it's very difficult to be in stock and to really execute effectively. So we're going out with, with Live, we've got uh, two flower SKUs to start. Uh, with Synergy, we've got three flower SKUs to start. Uh, we're going to execute as effectively as we possibly can with those five SKUs. Uh, ensure that we have good in-stock positions on those products before we decide to go bigger uh, and, and launch follow-on offerings from that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out, but we think the, uh, uh, you know, this delay has uh, allowed us to really look at what's happened in the market and adjust accordingly.
And the market is super dynamic. And even, and this actually lends itself to the final question is that Ontario, which is going to be, and already is sort of by far the biggest market, like, and we're going to go from, you know, barely any stores to over yeah. 1200 in the next sort of, I don't know, 12, 18 months. Like it's become, yeah. it's going to be huge. Um, you know, it, it's, it's first to double then at 4X what it was and, and it's going to right. come on faster furious. And, you know, there, the, some of the density in downtown Toronto is, well, unsustainable, but but you'll you'll you see the density going up, and I guess that that lends itself to the question: you 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 have two brands, you're relaunching into the market. How do you think about sort of accessing that type of brand awareness across a thousand stores in Ontario, you know, a thousand stores in the rest of the country as well? Like, how do you think about those things yeah. from a business perspective, and and do it efficiently, do it effectively, all those yeah. things? Well, first of all, I mean, the news last week that there's, uh, you know, 80 new stores coming on is great to hear um, how uh, exactly. I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I think it's been, you know, pretty well understood that uh, there weren't nearly enough stores uh, across across the province, just you know, in comparison to uh, LCBO, as an example. Uh, now, that doesn't mean it's uh, every single store means that's going to be you know, incremental linear revenue growth. It doesn't quite work that way. Uh, however, the, uh, from a big picture perspective, yes, more stores, uh, you know, better ability to, to serve. And when it comes to, uh, you know, looking at Toronto, uh, there's a lot of stores in sort of certain areas and not all of those stores are going to survive, obviously, but by and large, uh, you know, the number of stores across the country is going to be, is going to increase and is going to be a huge benefit to the industry and, and to patients and customer, to, to customers uh, as well. So how do we actually brand, uh, launch the brands and get, get our message out to those customers, I think is what, is what your question was. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of talk in this industry about the constraints around marketing and, uh, you know, what we can and can't do. Everything has to be age gated, et cetera. You know, you look at the branding, there's lots of warning labels on the packaging, which is, yes, it's frustrating, but that's, that's the world we operate in. Um, so for us, it's, you know, we have, we have our sales partners uh, in Kindred uh, who, who actually go into all the retail stores and, and educate bud tenders on our brands uh, and, uh, you know, which customers would, uh, would benefit from our brands. Uh, that is a really important way to get the message out is through the bud tenders and making sure they understand uh, how to sell our products, but also through social media. And, uh, you know, uh, social media is a, is a huge avenue for um, getting the message out. We're going to be uh, launching a number of so social campaigns to uh, to help educate our consumers about uh, about live in synergy uh, and uh, you know there's going to be a, a lot of activity there in the next six months so uh, you know lots of work to do in terms of educating our customers but you know we're we also have a great track record with live in synergy of having really high quality products that our customers just really loved so i think many of our customers are going to remember that uh, so we're looking forward to having them back and we're looking forward to bringing in some new ones who aren't aren't necessarily as familiar with the product quality and what we have to offer. Well, it's good to see you back. It's good to see the green wall. It's good to see the brands over your shoulder. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I like the idea of continuing to explore sort of wave one and wave two, what it means for you, but also what it means for the overall sector. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy. Congratulations on, on relaunching and uh, we'll connect with you down the road. Thanks very much, Jay. I look forward to speaking again in the future. Great. Take Thanks care. Very much.